Hi, listeners. Welcome to the Peculiar Pairings Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Celine, and I host this show every week with my cousin, Matt. Each week, we will be bringing you a food and drink pairing along with a creepy, dark history, haunted, true crime type of story. Matt picks the pairings and I pick the story. We are excited to have you here with us today. So enjoy the show. Ooh, holy shit. Okay. We'll, we'll get into those. All right. I was going to say, I'll, I'll have I'll... you like pull up individual ones okay. as gonna... we get started. I feel like we should start with your pairings first for our episode on Halloween because it's spooky season. Okay. And... That worked out pretty well then. Yeah. Because I, I was kind of, I don't know why I was in like I was sort of going for Thanksgiving my original thought with the with the snacks was going to be like a turkey spread but I couldn't find anything that was quite like that and it also sounded disgusting the more I thought about it but it is supposed to be peculiar and since it's Halloween you know go kind of disgusting but the way I made mine kind of looks like brains on like an operating table but they're basically just yeah they're kind of just townhouse crackers with slices of Canadian bacon wrapped in Munster cheese. And then I used a dollop of either kind of mildly spicy yellow mustard or wasabi sauce to kind of like adhere the tomato to the- the so like wrapped. the top of the, is it the cheese or the- It's the cheese, yeah. So the tomato is okay. resting on top of the cheese. Okay. And, uh, I have no idea if it's tasty. I just made it up. I'm also not a mixologist or a pairing expert or any kind of sommelier or any of that shit. We but, claim uh, to be none. Oh, for absolutely For anyone listening, not. we claim to be neither of those. Yeah, try at your own risk. Because exactly. uh, what I then created as a cocktail is basically two shots of spiced rum, little splash of water, pumpkin spice creamer topped with your choice of a kind of garnish of nutmeg and maybe some whipped cream. And I'm posting all of those pictures. And uh, for my money, it's pretty tasty. But I figured we can enjoy these as we go along. And then at the end, yeah. we can rate them on a scale uh, to be determined at some point, one to five, whatever. Uh, okay. They are not meant to go together. I mean, I feel like the title of the show kind of represents that. So At your own risk, really, for any of these combinations. Whether it works, yeah, it's, I, we'll, we'll know when we get there. Well, so I'm, I'm going to try my stuff okay. first, since I'm going to be talking a lot next mm-hmm. to give us all the info. So I'm going to try it all, starting with my drink, which I failed at very badly <laughs> because since it is the beginning of fall, everything pumpkin like just came yeah. out. So every white woman out there went for their pumpkin spice in every form. Like there was no pumpkin thing to be had anywhere at the store like it was cleaned out wow it was i'm like there's nothing like i can't even get close to anything because it is not here it's all gone i was like specialty creamer except they're very you know they're three basic flavors of like caramel macchiato vanilla and sweet cream yeah i was I was kind of surprised when I was at the store because it was all pretty much gone. 
except all I really wanted was like the smaller bottle uh, of pumpkin spice and they had plenty of that. So that worked out for me pretty well. But so mine is slightly different. What is yours actually concocted of? So mine is rum, the vanilla creamer, and then I added cinnamon and pumpkin spice, like the physical spice. And that actually works really well. And I just like stirred it in. Okay. It's a little on the strong side because that's how I make everything. Well, and I, I, I do feel the need to put something of a disclaimer on there. The pictures that I made and the way I do it, I personally like using the finger method just because then you don't have to have a shot glass with you or something for like measuring. Uh, plus oh. it's like dependent on your actual hand size. So if you're a smaller yeah. person, smaller fingers, you'll put in slightly less alcohol. I don't know if that works, but that's what I usually go with. Um, but I did, I did end up making two versions. Uh, okay. One of them is in sort of a, a tumbler. And what I made tonight is actually kind of a coffee mug. Oh, I realized, yeah, you could make a hot or cold version. And so oh, I have one yeah. glass. Yeah, I already put the one on uh, on Instagram. I think the cold is actually better. I did a few fingers of the rum, a little bit of water, put some ice cubes in it, and then filled the rest of it up with creamer and topped it with a bit of nutmeg and whipped cream. And it is very delightful. That sounds delicious. Yeah. And then I did kind of my test cup yesterday and I sent you pictures of that. That oh, one yeah. yesterday was like room temperature. So I put this one in a coffee mug and put it in the microwave for like three minutes on very, very low and kind of just okay. heated it up. That is also very tasty. Hmm. But I think it's a solid colored coffee mug. So I couldn't really do the whole fingers measurement well. And I put in way too much rum. Not that I'm really complaining because it's it's fine. It's good. But <laughs> I wasn't exactly expecting to drink quite this much alcohol. So we'll see how the rest of it goes. Yeah, we'll see. I usually eye everything. So I just pour it in until I'm like, yeah, I, it looks good. Right. That, I usually smart thing to do. I agree. Yeah. Like you said, I, I usually make them very strong too. So it's yeah. it's not the worst thing in the world. I yeah, I usually don't even use the fingers method, but I figure if anybody else wants to try it at home as long as they're over 21 of course yeah of course then, uh, of drinking have, age. right right then they'll at least have some method uh for going about it all right i'm gonna try our food pairing yes. next Good and luck. then i will save my thoughts till after okay yeah let it really just permeate your taste buds let your your receptors and your brain neurons firing just just soak it in and enjoy it. I feel like the snack isn't really going to be so much of a problem. You know, it's hard to mess up crackers, meat, cheese, and tomato. The, it really uh, is. I'm not sure how well it is to pair them with such strong, because I the creamer that I used is the Coffee Mate pumpkin spice, and while I like it, I feel like it's very overpowering, but... Uh, that is my favorite of the pumpkin spice creamers, is the oh, Coffee yeah. Mate. They just do yeah. a good job. They do, you know? I mean, that's why they're the top. That's why they're the most known name in coffee creamer. Coffee Mate, please sponsor us. We'd love that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not I turning it I for down. all my coffee needs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for anyone who's ever going to listen to this. Yeah, if you've got an in at Coffee Mate, let, it, let them know. Let I'll us use know. more of it. Yeah, Email I'll, us. I'll use as much Coffee Mate as I can get my hands on. Seriously. Okay. Getting us started. Yes. So, Halloween, good old Halloween. 
<laughs> think of like being a kid trick-or-treating running around and my costume half covered in a jacket because it was always cold on Halloween. Mm-hmm. It almost always snowed. It's what I get for living in the mountains. But, you know, it was fun. Not Free to interrupt candy. you, not to interrupt you immediately, but did you generally have a go-to costume or did you change it every year? I usually changed it every year, but I loved being a witch or a vampire, which yes. I feel like that's very fitting for me. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. If I couldn't decide on anything, I would go vampire or werewolf. Oh, I like the werewolf. Werewolf's a good one. Yeah. Well, and it's just a mask. Yeah. Well, and it's like you can do as much or as little as you want with it. So, like, you can put on face paint if you want. But if you have like a decent rubber mask, you can just put on like a black hoodie and some jeans and call it a, you know, a costume. Yeah. I'm fairly pale. So that works really well as a vampire. I don't have to like paint my skin as much. Mm hmm. It just does it for me. Nice. Yes. Halloween comes in a lot of forms, as I have been learning going down the rabbit hole of history. Oh, Oh, before I really get into it, my sources for everything is Wikipedia, history.com, and an article I found on Gaia.com, just called Modern Paganism, 13 Rituals to Celebrate Samhain. You are already like five times more prepared for this than I am. (laughs) Hey, I don't need someone emailing us being all angry about it because I didn't cite my sources. That's fair. And I mean, listening to a lot of podcasts helps, so. True. Well, I just like that my side of this is basically just throwing a bunch of crap together and calling it like art, basically. That's where my strengths lie. (laughs) Exactly. That's why I was glad when you like opted to do the research. I'm like, okay, sure. Like, yeah, easy, easy enough. Just going to wash my hands of that and never do it. I get to just throw crap in a cup. Awesome. Perfect. The various names for Halloween is, of course, Halloween, All Halloween, All Hallows Eve, All Saints Eve, Mm. or if you're celebrating it in the pagan tradition it is Samhain oddly enough oh sorry go ahead no no go ahead interrupt me I was just yeah (laughs) right away do it I will at least let you finish like a section before I was just gonna say I think the only one I have never heard is all Halloween I've definitely heard all Hallows Eve and Samhain but I don't think I've heard the second one Yeah, All Halloween is one I haven't really heard of. And I've heard of All Saints Eve, but not as often. Because, of course, like every single movie on Halloween is like on the night of All Hallows Eve. Yeah, it's not supposed to sound like a saintly. I've definitely heard that one, but I don't think I've ever known it to be affiliated with Halloween. That's interesting. Well, that is because it is usually then followed by All Saints Day. Or depending on where you are, the Day of the Dead. Nice. Dios de los Muertos, one of the great holidays out there. I've never celebrated it, but I've always wanted to because I think it's a bomb-ass holiday. That sounds awesome. I want to commune with the dead and leave them stuff. Yeah, so that's basically like what Samhain, Day of the Dead, and like all of this is in a nutshell, is having a feast, communing with the dead, and just having bonfires 
that's I'm down that's with like, all of that yes it all sounds fun to me I am down for all of that so the great thing about Halloween is nobody knows where exactly it comes from depending Ooh. on who you ask they're like oh it's like a Celtic Gaelic pagan holiday mm -hmm. other people are like no this is like the most Christian holiday <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it gets better yeah. okay. just wait. <laughs> so Samhain which if you're looking at the word itself looks like it should be Samhain oh that's not how it's pronounced <laughs> okay that sounds real Gaelic right there yes when you look at the spelling and know how it's pronounced you're like that's a very Gaelic word Samhain. it sounds yeah because when you say it like that it sounds like it's just named after some really boring dude yeah i mean if i could do like a good celtic accent i would but i don't speak celtic or gaelic i guess Sam technically it's gaelic it's it's oh, still yeah. Samhain, is that that's the thing oh right <laughs> i just mispronounce this word for everybody it's fine no yeah i'm really i'm really celtic and i'm and i'm saying sam <laughs> Samhain. Oh, it looks like sam Haim. it's pronounced Samhain, and yeah. If you believe the Catholics, they give out little bits of uh, Eucharist. Yes. Nice. Yes. Halloween would be very different if it was run by the Catholics. Oh my God, it's so what? It's also nicknamed the Witch's New Year. Hmm. Originally in the Gaelic Celtic traditions, it's practiced by witches, Wiccans, and ancient Druids, and anyone else under the big umbrella of Pagan and Wicca. Because I know there's so many under that. I just, there's no way I could know Where do wizards fall into play? I want to say that's under witches and Wicca, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a deep dive on wizards in it. Yeah. Please call Daniel Radcliffe. He'll know the answer. Exactly. Yeah. That's what, if I can get Daniel Radcliffe involved in this podcast. Get him on the phone. Gonna, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Daniel, do you know? Do you know the truth? Ah, he's filming something, I'm sure. Oh, probably. I yeah, I tried to call him. He's busy. Ah, damn. So it's so hard being a, a giant international movie star. It's so hard being Harry Potter. At the end of the day, it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. That's so, what people don't realize. It's true. They don't. So it is seen as the end of summer. Sometimes the end of like the witch's year, so the witch's new year, and the festival of the dead, where the veil between our physical world and the spiritual world is at its thinnest. So the lines are blurred, ghosts can come and visit you, which is basically in those senses, just being able to have the crossover of the two. That is definitely something I've heard a lot. I, li I like the concept yeah. of it. I like that it's like, they're Me just going to come for one night. They're going to visit. They're going to hang out. They're going to eat a bunch of fruit, whatever food you leave for them, drink a bunch of booze. Uh, basically just have a party. Yeah. I like that. the I, I like that death is essentially celebrated like a huge party. Exactly. That's probably my favorite part about this is that it eliminates some of that unknown part. Right. Yeah. It creates more of a relationship with it instead of being like, oh, death. It's so scary. Nobody knows. They're like, no, we have an answer. Don't freak out. Or of all the ways that people imagine death, 
I like that this one is essentially like, yeah, you're still going to die, but you get to come back and just basically have a huge rager with your friends and family. Exactly. I like, it's okay. We'll miss you, but we'll party when you come and visit. Exactly. I mean, that's like what being an out of town cousin is like, is that like you come and visit <laughs> right. and party and then you leave. That's In true. case you've ever wondered. I have that. wondered that. I is suppose it, since we're primarily based in the Twin Cities, so everybody has yeah, to come back here. We're always visiting you. You got to mm. visit us. That's true. I should go to uh, other places. You, you should. So going to the Celtic and Gaelic influences, the Celtic people mostly lived in Ireland, the UK, and the northern parts of France a long, long time ago. Oh my God, there were were French Gaelic people? I guess so. I wonder Uh, if they spoke with an awesome French accent. Oh, probably. Oh my God. Now I want to know. Their biggest thing is that they would have like their big celebration of the end of summer and kind of like the beginning of the darker half of the year. So... Mm celebrating closer to the equinox where you're now going into having the days being shorter than the night right and the big thing was having these huge bonfires for everyone and like everyone would gather to them to then take pieces of the bonfire (laughs) and light their hearths so like go home light the fireplace run it all winter And it was also used to like ward off evil spirits during the the darker part of the year. I really like the, I never knew that. I really like the idea of taking a small part of this giant fire to like light your own stove at home. I do too. Although not necessarily advised, just like carrying a bunch of blazing wood, like through the giant torch. Well, especially at the time of year when stuff's really drying out, you know, you're getting into the Mm -hmm. end of the, of the season for harvest and stuff. You just got a bunch of dry corn stalks all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Just ripe for houses burning down. And, but you know, I mean, I like the theater. I like the theater of it. We burned the house down. We're sorry. Yeah. We celebrated Salen, and this is what happened. How did your but town... at least we're protected from evil spirits? Yeah, how did your town disappear? Ah, you know, we were celebrating Salen. It was turned a it little sour. Happened. It got crazy. Exactly. Oh, they're like, just wait till we get to Christmas. Oh, <laughs> wait. Oh my god, dude. If you haven't been in the pagan towns, like wait until you see how we do Christmas. It's awesome. Uh, I know, god, I know. You don't so, even understand, bro. This was also a time for everyone to gather together. It's also part of the point of having like one big bonfire was to bring people together and have community, which was also important in kind of some more technical day-to-day living ways that like that's when people were hired, that people would pay rent. Sometimes school terms started if they had school for children. Weird. Yeah. Started with a fire? Starting with Salon, yes. So start, I guess starting with fire, technically. Because it's the <laughs> end of the harvest. So you're not needing all of your like hordes of children to harvest all the crops. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, we got no more crops. So like go away. 
I just imagine seeing like like Target ads at that time period being like, <laughs> hey, it's time to fire it up with salad. Fire it up with yeah, back to school sales. Exactly. Yeah, it's our best. Our, <laughs> our prices are on fire. Oh my God. Honestly, that would be great marketing. And I think I'm not against they should it. take advantage of that. Yeah, damn, yeah, they should. I mean, who doesn't love Target? Right. You know, they never say things like we hit the bullseye on this one or anything like that. I mean, I know they have a they mascot don't. named bullseye, but come on, guys. I mean, yeah. Use what you got. With the veil between the two worlds being thinner, this was also seen as a time where spirits and fairies were more active and present, which fairies in Gaelic and Celtic culture is a huge thing and at some point we'll do like a whole other episode on that because that is really I find it very interesting maybe not everyone does but I find it very interesting I'm ready to hear more about fairies (laughs) not today and this is also when they had ancient gods become more present which was yeah to ensure that people survived the winter and their livestock survived the winter they want to please the gods for a more successful navigation of winter? In a way, yes. It was like appeasing these ancient gods that they had. And one of them, I am not sure I'm going to pronounce this name right, but it's <laughs> AOC. I, if I had the it word is, in front of me, I would judge you so harshly. But I have no is, idea I'll, if I'll you're correct. I'll it for you. It's A-O-S space S-I. All right, yeah. So maybe AOC, Osai, I don't know. I'm doing my best. But he was one of the more like ancient gods that from what I read symbolized good and kind of like some good fortune. So I guess kind of in the way that like people would appease Zeus in Greek and they're like, yeah, Zeus will take care of us. Right. Yeah, he's our guy. Ayoshi, Ayosio, Ayosio. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Yoshi. (laughs) Yoshi. Yeah. Got Mario running around. Oh, jump on his back. Sure. Let's go. Exactly. And then this was also when ghosts of the dead and like so like departed family members, friends, and all of that were thought to come home and like revisit their homes and their families and seek hospitality were there ways to keep certain family members from visiting you <laughs> maybe that i actually never saw anything oh, no way. on but i guess in some of the more where our halloween traditions come from that's kind of where maybe that comes into play a little bit the idea of like we'll keeping certain spirits okay okay no, we'll, we'll we'll get into the different things people would do to like ward off gotcha. spirits. Because yeah, I imagine some people, while some people are imagining visiting, like they're <clears throat> having their family members come visit for the year. They've got that I, one family member. Exactly. They're like, oh, I can't stand him. Like, oh yeah, there's Grandma Joan, and oh, it's it's Grandpa. Oh God, here comes Aunt Janet. Like, oh shit. Oh no, not Aunt Janet. All right, did oh, no put up the thing so that she can't get. Oh, Start she said, damn it, she made it again. Hi, yeah, hi, okay. <laughs> get the mirror, she'll get trapped in the mirror. Oh my god, yes, that's a thing, right? Exactly. Did they have mirrors? Fuck. Oh, I know so little about history. They, 
I feel like they they did, but maybe not in the way that like we have mirrors. They called it a it looking glass. It was more glass. like really polished, like brass or copper. Nice. Until they, we'll know more next week. So stay tuned, listeners. Next perfect week we'll segue. Actually, be coming into you for mirrors. So nice. Yeah, that so that actually works out. We will revisit that idea. All right. We're gonna travel over from just general Celtic Gaelic areas into specifically Ireland for a little bit. Yeah. With some of the rituals overall with people having like family members come into their homes, this is when people were doing offerings and like feasts and having candles lit for their family members. And they want them to be able to see home. They want them to be able to get there. Exactly. It's a very, that's like a very day of the dead tradition to have a huge feast and candles and those are photos of loved ones, which we're talking currently the British Isles a very long time ago around, I want to say it's like 2000 BC. So a very long time ago. That's like 4,000 years from now. I know. It's sick. It's it's so long. I can't even comprehend that <laughs> length of time currently. Yeah. When we get to the maths episode, I'm going to just I'm gonna be all <laughs> over that shit. Talk about math. Yeah. I did that so quick. Yeah. So one of the biggest rituals, and you see this all over the British Isles, is telling fortunes and seeing the future. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, the veil's thinnest, so you got to take advantage of... Oh, yeah, you got to get other people's... Yeah, you got to get other people's money as fast as you can, because that veil's going to (laughs) get real thick. No, yeah, I know what you're... I I know what you're saying to you. Yeah, you come to me, you give me me five pence, I'll tell you anything you want to know. I always imagine an older woman with a big cloak standing in the corner, and she's like, come, my child, I'll tell you who you'll marry. Because that was the biggest thing was... If I'm going to die or if you're going to get married. I was going to say, yeah. How long? So, well, I mean, back then people only lived to be like 20. So they're like yeah, 15 yeah, and they're you like, only how had much? so much time. Exactly. You really had to get on it. With the time of year and the veil thinness, that's when it was thought it was easiest for druids and other people who told fortunes to tell the future. Like the connection was strongest. Yeah. They also used, outside of just doing, using the runes, you know, like the bones. Oh, yeah. They also used scrying. So using mirror gazing. Although, I guess, depending on the time, it could be like looking into water, water and looking for like the reflection. And pouring molten lead into egg whites and dream interpretation. Uh, oh, hold on. What? <laughs> <laughs> Take a, a quick step Did back. Skim over that second one. Real yeah, quickly. you Sing like more of the lead part. All of that stuff, even you know, honestly, I'm even going to give you the lead pouring. Okay, whatever. They're making something. But specifically, did you say egg, egg whites? whites? Yes, what? egg whites. Why? I really don't know. Oh my god! Now the I have the internet to do did not that. explain that one to me because honestly i was pretty on board yeah i was pretty on board for all of that until you said egg whites i mean i just like the sort of brute strength melting metal with heat kind of thing and then they're like oh yeah all right get the eggs ready i'm gonna come with the lead 
get the eggs come on let's go yeah, I imagine a little like egg holder they're daintily cracking it open and then some dude with a giant like ingot of molten he's just yeah really carefully it's what letter is that it's it's, it's J. It's oh a yeah J. then they're trying to read it oh I bet it smelled delicious well then you can't eat oh. them either just I know. Oh, but they probably like did. Yeah, they probably did eat them. They didn't know. Oh my well, god, they they're just eating did. molten egg oh, leg. No. They called it leg. And they're like, oh, I'm getting me some leg this morning. I got to read the leg and then I'm gonna eat it. Oh, oh my, my god, god, that's probably why they only lived so long. Yeah. We have oh. come it took us four thousand years to realize we shouldn't eat leg. Yeah, it took longer than I feel like it should have, but yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely. kind of what happens, though. I mean, we were still homo sapiens. I feel like we still yeah. had arguably the same level of brain power. We just didn't know as much stuff, but it does yeah. feel like somebody would have been like, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Like, it shouldn't have taken true. it shouldn't have taken multiple thousands of years for them to finally realize maybe maybe save the eggs for breakfast and not pour and don't use it to figure out who you're gonna marry although now i do yeah now i do want to see if there's a video online of somebody pouring lead into an egg oh my god probably we'll look for it we'll look for it yeah you keep telling the story i'll 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 see if i can you you look for it okay with the bonfires being that big ritual they would use the smoke for cleansing since a lot of people did, I guess, a form of like a prayer circle with the mm. fires most mm-hmm. of the time, de- depending on which group you belong to. And kind of using that smoke for like cleansing, similar to the way people like will stage their houses or the Catholic church uses incense and they like swing around the smoke. Yeah. And the fire itself was seen as like similar to the sun and having like healing powers and kind of those sun properties of keeping the darkness away keeping things light so not necessarily that they would like have to lay in the sun but that like the sun would protect them yeah well that's good yeah kind of i guess kind of in the way that like people are less sick in the summer because they're like outside more Oh, okay. Although I yeah. don't know if that actually is really a thing. That's always right. <laughs> they believed just believed it. Yeah. To be that way. And in a way, it kind of imitated magic in a way because of you got this oh. ball of light fighting off evil. Yeah. Of all the like olden timey sort of things that I've heard about, that probably makes the most reasonable sense. Yeah, it does. And a few people would take the fire. And as they like were placing it into their fireplaces, they would take it around the home in a clockwise direction to like bless the house for the winter. And we're back and to, to making no sense people. at all. <laughs> Great. Perfect timing, guys. Sage it out, run the sage around the room, do it in a clockwise direction. Good. Yeah. Actually, I don't know how to do that. So please do not take my word on how to do that. No, we do not endorse bringing fiery things into your home. I don't know. No, what, I, I don't. I don't the know how stove sage is enough works. for us. Mm-hmm. And the stove's electric. <laughs> we don't even use fire in this house currently. Perfect. That's how it should stay. Yes. So in Scotland, and I didn't get a year for this. They didn't give me a year, but this is in the this is in the time of the church. 
So I'm guessing God knows how long. Literally. Yeah, God knows. <laughs> Literally. The church has been around for so long. Nobody knows. It was banned. They banned all the bonfires because the church elders saw it as magic. And yeah. of course, magic is the devil. Right. <laughs> so the sun is magic and that's good magic, but magic is the devil. Yes. All right. Magic equals the devil. It all makes sense. Always. <laughs> Mixed messages, but it's fine. Yeah. So then in Wales, the bonfires were seen to prevent souls, souls of the dead from falling to the earth. So kind of going back to keeping people away. What? <laughs> I was going to say, so wait, instead so of like inviting your family members in, they're like, no, no, no. They got to stay where they're where they're at. I was going to say that Place I, I was fire. Oh, so they, so <laughs> they're, it's easy to say like a relatively short amount of distance away, like considering that we can fly across the entire planet now, but so they're all still doing fire, but in yes. one area, they're inviting their, their spirits home in another in the area. Other, they're, they're keeping them away. Okay, good. And that was just specifically in Wales for what I saw. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And then it was later seen to like ward off the devil and more evil specifically. Yeah. So you, you just, just a hop, skip and a jump away from England. You go over there and they're like, no, it, it, it invites it's the spirits in. Yeah. Boy, no. the, uh, all right. That's so then cool. Starting in at least, if not way long, like way more in the past, in at least the 16th century, this is when costumes began. All right, here we go. Now, so, now I'm getting excited. I'm going to actually send you to look at the photos. So the first photo I have is of people currently, like in modern era, actually gathering for Samhain. And you can see oh. them holding torches. Right. Okay. This is, this is primarily a group of, of women with like symbols kind of drawn on them yes this is a modern day interpretation of Samhain yeah so you see like people gathered and you see them with the torches yeah most of them are dressed in black and then I got a nice little trick-or-treat pumpkin in there oh <laughs> that I seems know. like that seems like such a such a starkly different interpretation of this time of year it is. And then following that, I have like the Day of the Dead photo for you. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. So to kind of give you an idea of what this looked like, we will talk about the other images later since right. they are specifically costumes. And we'll get into that more when we talk about trick-or-treating. And are we going to post but, this on, on like Instagram or something? Yeah, we can post them on Instagram. Right. They'll be there yeah, for like, everyone to look at while you listen yeah. to us. So starting from the 16th century, if not way earlier, this is when people started to include what they called as mumming, Ooh. which is dressing into costume. And it's not the way we think of costumes. It is more wearing face paint, kind of like that first photo of someone yeah. with like the... I guess they're like symbols and lines. I'll be honest. When you said mumming, I immediately thought mummy. Like I was I, thinking I we're going to have wrapping. Yeah. Just wrapping everybody up in like 
weird tissue and stuff. I did too, but from what I understand, like the word mumming comes from um, more like the root word of pantomiming. Oh, I get it. Yeah. So You're on, doing mumming some street as in miming. They're, I have mumming. to look up the word itself. No, I think as... I get it. Yeah, they're mumming. Yeah, I'm going to go out on the street yeah, tonight. So I'm going to go mum. You're pretending to be someone else. Right. Get out there and, and then... put some shit on my skin. I'm going to be going mumming. I like yes. it. I'm going to get real drunk first. Oh, shit. Yeah, did I switch so... accents? Ah, oh, fuck it. Whatever. You're fine. It's, okay. it's, it's a general area. No. Sure. Oh, yeah. Let's generalize <laughs> all of them. That's going to be great. I'm just saying your accent isn't technically wrong. All right. So I'll take it. Yeah. I'll accept that. Because they did this all over the Celtic areas. Perfect. In each area, like they had a little bit of like a different variation for each one. Of what mumming was, you mean? Yes, of okay. mumming, and then what they started doing as guising. Oh my! Which is the old school version of trick or treating. Yes. Is going what they used to do was go to house from house to house, so just like walking to one house and then walking probably like a mile or God knows how long. I don't know how big these towns were. Right. Yeah. And, well, it depends on where you live. If you're like in a village or bumfuck nowhere all right kids we're gonna go guising we've only got a 20 mile walk to the johnson's house <laughs> oh get so, your costumes ready here we go but it's only gonna be six hours <laughs> so we'll get there we'll get yeah. we'll get there eventually so they go from house to piece. house yeah and they would recite verses or song in exchange for food and other goods okay yeah so, so pretty much trick-or-treating and they'd like sing to people. So they'd like, in a way, go caroling and then demand payment of food. <laughs> I was going to say, so it really is actually just caroling. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like autumn caroling before Christmas. It is. And some of the earlier costumes people would wear were originally impersonating souls of the dead. So like wearing oh. white or in some areas, blackening your face careful now it will, you, yeah, that's you would never something not accepted in modern time today i mean it probably wasn't great then either right well and maybe it was more symbolic of something back then and yeah and than, it, it, it did not give me any sort of actual definition of that so i don't okay. know if it means that by like camouflaging yourself or yeah doing I suppose something it, you definitely should not be doing <laughs> as in like something that looks more like blackface which is never okay yeah either way something you're not gonna get away with today it's something you shouldn't be doing something you should definitely not be doing but i think i can see like if they're it's almost like their interpretation of what a ghost would look like is, is like being really like blending in with shadows or something i suppose yeah or like uh more like shadow figures yeah type thing I mean, I guess if you've only seen shadow figures, you would assume that's like what they look like. Yeah. But it was a way to conceal yourself from the spirits and to like protect yourself. Oh, okay. So that like they couldn't attach to you. They couldn't like attack you. They would see you as their own and like ignore you. So they're basically all three-year-olds because they're like, if you can't see me, you can't haunt me. Ba basically. Yeah. Okay. 
I got it. Yeah. In Ireland, they would have a man dress as a light horse, which is a larabin. I'm I'm sorry. A what? A larabin. A light horse? A white horse. How did he dress like that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure. Also, one guy, I mean, our stereotype these days is like a two-person costume, one person being like the back of a horse and another guy being the front of the horse. This this is one guy just dressing up. We were, I mean, we were talking about like the Day of the Dead where you're inviting your family home. All of a sudden we have this guy who's dressing up like a white horse. So he dressed differently than everyone else so he could be like the leader for all the youths to go trick-or-treating or or okay so he's like leading this band of children to go house to house to like recite verses we went from like blackface to a really creepy pied piper like what (laughs) the why is he leading children (laughs) it is like a creepy pied piper yeah he's dressed up as a I think Follow it was kind children. of like, um, you know, those costumes where it's like inflatable and it looks like a guy like riding a T Rex. <laughs> it was like the oh, okay. old version of that. It's made out with of with a just... horde of children following. Oh, just a yeah. line of them. Yeah, no, I'm sure the important, door to door. Part, the important part of this costume to that guy was the horde of children. And he's like, all right, we're going to let your parents go off and go wassailing. Oh, no. uh, come with me, children. Yeah, no, no, you get down there into that basement. Did they have basements? Oh, oh my God. Yeah, no, everybody's going to have a fun night. Yes, yeah, some of you will going to be home. a fun time, I promise. Well, and he's, he's playing the, he's casting a wide net. So he's just trying to get as many children to follow him as he can. And because uh, he knows he's going to lose a few. Some of yes. them are getting away. Some of them, they're they're disappearing. They're run. They're going oh, back yeah, home. They're, they're over it. Jesus, so some okay. of them use it use it as an excuse to like sneak over to someone's house. The, uh, want to go see their girlfriend. The history you know, of Halloween is starting off creepier for a different reason than I was expecting. Right. We've already got a lot of racism and yes potential <laughs> child abuse. Uh great. Yeah, so part of the superstition with going to people's houses is that if they didn't give you food, it would then bring them like misfortune and bad luck. So if people showed up at your house, you gave them food out of fear you'd be cursed for like a year. Oh my God. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So then this started to evolve in Scotland in that their costumes with guising was done in order to threaten spirits that get the fuck out of no here to you. You're fucking bastard. I'm on a white horse. Got a whole and it was gaggle of to children. To show them that me. they they weren't welcome <laughs> and to like ward them away. So they were an entire country of just old men on their lawn yelling at spirits. <laughs> you get the fuck out of here. You're not welcome. Go over to Ireland. They fucking want you. <laughs> Bloody bastard. And from there, kind of having like this more, I guess, aggressive stance is oh, that yeah. it then evolved into pranking people. <laughs> I know. Oh, just you wait. You think this part's crazy. It gets better. And that's kind of how it started there in 
the British Isles area and some of France. And now we're going to transition oh, no. into Christianity. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Now it's time to buckle up. Oh, buckle in because this is going to get good. Okay. I thought we were having fun before. Now I'm excited. This is where it got like a little weird oh. during my research because this is where people are like, no, Halloween is a Christian holiday. Right. Like, um, almost everyone I've known who is Christian believes it as a pagan holiday. Right. And depending on who you ask, some people don't celebrate it for that reason. They're like, I don't celebrate Halloween because I'm a good Christian. Right. We don't bring Satan into this house. <laughs> you, d- you don't. I do dress as a white horse every year and I bring children down into my basement, but I'm a good <laughs> Christian, damn it. I celebrate in the, in the I am never going to let that go. I, I, I feel like you can't because it's, I mean, I know things are different then. Oh, yeah. But it's definitely so frowned upon to leave all of your children with one man and just like, yeah, like he's just going to like show them around. Exactly. Oh, he's going to show them. <laughs> no, of no parent this day would do that. No. Oh my God. Oh. All right, kids, we're going to go off partying. You're all going to go with weird old uncle Stan. Yeah. No, the guy dressed in inexplicably as a white horse. Yeah. So the whole Christianity is where Halloween like started is I'd say to me, that's kind of, not believable based off of the history with Samhain kind of being the holiday that started, you know, in closer to like the 2000 BC era and Halloween being traced to 731-ish. Oh, wow. I I feel like that's just like a big discrepancy. Right. (laughs) There's a lot of gray (laughs) area. But this is where All Hallows Eve and like All Saints Day Eve comes in or All Saints Eve since that was more the initial idea around the Christian version of this holiday. In the early times of the church, they have always feasted and prayed for lost souls. It was very much all over the place. Like it was on a different date in this church over here and then like over in this other part in Europe. So like Maybe in Italy, they do it one way. And then over here in like Poland, they do it a whole other day. And it's all for different saints okay. and all done in the spring. Oh, well, I know. I mean, I suppose when everything's new. what I like most about that is you could sort of create like an international pub crawl where it's like, oh, we're going to hit oh, all good. of the countries. Yeah, we're going to hit all the countries that link up. Exactly. We're going to start in England. East forever. Exactly. And then, and then you just start the cycle over. He's like, yeah. And then by the time we get back to England, that will be back to when they're celebrating their Halloween. It's going to be sick. We're going to have free food, free booze. The kids are going to go off with some dude on a white horse. We don't even have that. Like we're not babysitting the children. They have one. It's the dude with the white horse. It's fine. We time this right. We never have to see them again. And for, for multiple reasons. I mean, do they really know where their children are? Then? They're in a basement. They're in some <laughs> dude's basement. And he is. They've got like 10 <laughs> other kids 
That's Are true. This is, probably not. Yeah, this is the time we're like, all right, we're gonna send ten of them off. At least Whoever five survives, of them. Survives. Yeah, at least five of them will come back. We can always have more. Screw it. We're gonna yeah, go. We'll have more kids. It's fine. We yeah. lost Timmy. Well, we also lost like four other ones that were also named Timmy. Yeah, we're forever Bye. on. A, we're forever on a zombie pub crawl. We'll make more kids along the way. It'll work out. Yeah, White Horse Stan has them. Perfect. Perfect. So. They finally got their shit together and it did not give me a year, but it was around 17 or 731, not 17, 731, 731. Okay. When Pope Boniface, or as I kept saying in my notes, Boneface. Yes. The fourth one, not the first one. Pope Boneface the fourth. I love that. Boneface. Also very Halloween-ish. It is. It is a perfect, you know, it's this Halloween alter, alter ego. That is what I'm going as Halloween face. this year. Yeah. Hello, I'm a bone face. face the fourth. Pope bone the face of the fourth. I'm back. It's all Hallow's Eve. Everything's, a- where's that guy with the white clothes? <laughs> so he changed all that when he rededicated the Pantheon in Rome to St. Mary and all the martyrs on May 13th. So like five Ooh. months difference of October, but I guess depending on which calendar you're going on, that can kind of be he's being more lenient. Either way, he's being a bit wishy-washy with it. Yeah. So most of the traditions themselves are traced back to Pope Gregory the Third. Much, much more lame than Boneface. I know. That's Greg. Greg. <laughs> All right, I'm a bone face. can't take a pope seriously. A, His name is Greg. I'm a stepping it down. Here is the next pope. Hi, I'm Greg. No, they didn't step down. They just died. Oh, shit. <laughs> See, this they, is why we're they here. Do, I don't, they don't do. <laughs> I need to learn so much stuff. Most, okay, most popes don't step down. They just die. Oh. And then they pick a new one. Well, all right. Either yeah. way, they picked Greg. Yeah, so Pope Greg in Pope Greg. 835 wow. ended up switching All Saints Day to November 1st. He didn't want to, but like everyone else wanted to. So he gave in to peer pressure and was like, wow. okay, fine. I was going to say, dude, Jesus, come on, man. He or, well, very much Jesus. like did not want to. Some people think it was like a Germanic idea Crazy to have Germans. like, I, I know. <laughs> to have the holiday on that day. Some people thought it was so that they could get more people to switch over from paganism to Christianity. They're very similar. Why not just have two-in-one holidays? Nice, yeah. But you were saying, so the previous Pope had it in May and this guy switched it to November. Yeah, he started it on May 13th. So Boneface started it on the 13th. And then Greg started it on the first, almost like a hundred years later. (laughs) I don't know what the popes in between then were doing, but they were doing God knows what. Not not important enough to write their names down, that's for sure. Wikipedia did not think so, and neither did the History Channel. (laughs) We're hanging out with Greg on November 1st. Yeah, and now we're going to jump forward to the 12th century. which is when they kind of started changing the holiday from like the Christian side. It became more of a holiday of obligation 
so oh. way more like yeah that sounds christian yeah, yeah. you have you to were expected to go to church you were expected to have like a day of rest so it was like having sunday as the day of rest the seventh day or i think in judaism it's the sabbath but you rest on the sabbath right you're supposed to not, like not do things except pray and fast oh that I'm, almost I'm, was my ideal holiday until you said the other like do nothing <laughs> yeah do nothing yeah, was they, great they and got I'm rid like, of the feasting the feasting is gone oh with one letter they switched one letter and they changed it from feast to fast they did oh and god damn it they, greg they started ringing bells for souls in purgatory which i guess is like a very catholic thing to believe in purgatory mm. it's the in-between place they also really like bells they do they, they do. love they love a good bell they got bell towers they got bell yes. ringers they love themselves a bell they had specific bell ringers which they called criers yes that dressed in all black Ooh. as one does and they'd go around town and ring the bells like all day oh i think it was all day see every other you start every with hour one group. you ring the bell in your black well yeah every ring like, it you started with one great aspect of this which was do nothing gonna just and and i'm like okay so i'm gonna stay at home and just watch what? netflix and like do nothing and now you've you got a fasting. yeah you've you got a fast you gotta go to church and some dickhole is walking around town <laughs> ringing bells it's like no i wanted to take a nap i wanted to get day drunk and take a nap and I didn't want to do this today. Don't make me. Exactly. Steve's walking around in his goddamn black robe, ringing his freaking bell. Damn it, Steve. Oh, freaking Greg changed the rules, and now Steve's walking around with his freaking bell. God, God damn it. I mean, okay. this is definitely way beyond Greg. But still, I'm still blaming so. Greg. I'm still he blaming changed Greg. He the holiday, and 400 years later, it evolved. <laughs> I'm really angry at him for doing nothing more than changing the holiday closer to the date we now celebrate it. But yeah, still, so. I'm blaming everything on Greg and his stupid name. Fucking Greg. Okay, so, so how does this holiday get worse? Because it's it's not starting great. It gets like more odd, I guess is the way to put it. But okay, I can accept odd. What they started to do is instead of going from house to house, people would go from church to church. Okay. And they would worse. give out soul cakes or like little pieces of Eucharist. So it was only for baptized people. Okay. I seriously called this like three minutes ago. <laughs> I said they were going <laughs> to hand out Eucharist. Oh my God. Yeah, they, they do. They, they actually did. Or oh. they gave them what they called soul cakes, which I is like similar that. to Pen de Muertos. So like the day of the dead Ooh, bread. And nice. they put crosses in it for the church. Sure. It was encouraged by the Holy Roman Roman Church to have all the other little churches show off relics of saints. Okay. Which I don't know if you've ever seen that. Is this a euphemism a, or? <laughs> no, I should have put a photo of this for you in the drive. Oh, okay. It's mummified and preserved parts of saints in fancy display cases wow okay so, so you were relics is kind of a church. euphemism yeah there's there's one church that has like the pointer finger uh -huh. of a saint and it's in like this 
it's in a glass case mm-hmm. and you're you not don't... supposed to take it out of the glass because like that's like what pre- preserves somebody it. wants to take it out of the glass why would they take it out of the glass no don't get a better it. look jesus it's glass it's you can see through I it i know you it's... don't have to tell us what the relic of saint peter is we all know what that was <laughs> So it's basically having relics and being like, oh, you need to come pray to church and like play, pray to the saints because like they're taking care of you. Mm-hmm. We've got so-and-so chilling here. <laughs> it's like a mummified finger. Hey, he's watching over like, you. Pray to this saint. To this finger. And his and he's, finger. And he's judging you mercilessly. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember which saint it was. It, I know for sure it was like his pointer finger. It was his index finger. I like that. <laughs> That's all they got. This <laughs> is like perfect for judging. Exactly. Yeah. They, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, they put it horizontally out over the crowd and they would just kind of swivel it back and forth and like, Saint Guy's Ooh. watching you. <laughs> That's his name, Saint Guy. Saint Guy. Yeah. He's watching you. His finger is here. Praise exactly. <laughs> he gets the point. <laughs> this brings us to the Middle Ages, which oh, is wow. where we start to see jack-o'-lanterns. Okay, yeah. Which was, depending on where you were, was either made out of hollowed turnips or gourds. So like squash. We're get, Yeah, we're getting there. We're coming along. Yeah. We're starting to get there. And part of it is that, or like suggested that it was representative of souls of the dead. Okay. And they would also use the bonfire if they had one to then like light the jack-o'-lanterns as well as everything else they were lighting up. Nice. Well, were they, were they trying to invite spirits or repel spirits? It does not say that. I could not find that as an answer. Neutral. They're neutral spirit. They were neutral about it. In Austria and England, people started burning candles in every room instead of just at like their feast table. Boy, this holiday really is all about fire hazards throughout history. (laughs) They're just like, we got fire. There's a candle in every window still. Exactly. Every window. Will it burn your house down? Well, we'll just wait and see. Yeah, especially in England when like half of the houses were just made of wood. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. Really old, dry wood. I mean, I that's mean, why the Globe Theater burned down was because of the wood. Oh yeah. Oh my god. That I'm pretty sure that changed a whole industry, if I'm not mistaken, about or like regulations on building material and stuff. They're like, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. like a hundred so many people die in this theater that they should have easily been able to get out of and oh. all right we're talking about how yeah. so in france they started having this belief that on halloween mm. the dead so like skeletons would pop out of the ground of churchyards Sacre bleu. and they'd have like the hell is this? wild carnival festival or as they called the Danse Macabre. So the oh, hey, Dance of the, the Dead. Danse Macabre. Yes. And I'm on board for France so far. This is some <laughs> good stuff. The Danse Macabre is 
it's actually depicted in church decorations and like outside of their cemeteries, like the skeletons like dancing around. And they started to have people in the villages kind of dance and represent the skeletons. Which, I like this a lot. This one's my favorite so far. I like that yes. the skeletons literally like rise up from the grave and just dance. And you know, they're just popping up like daisies out of the ground. Popping and locking. It's like Michael Jackson's thriller <laughs> video before there was music. Yes. And while that was done in the village, the courts, so all the rich bougie people, the kings, the queens, the dukes, the earls, whoever else, lived and went to court would have masquerades so this oh, is the yeah. beginning of masquerade parties because you're wearing yeah. like the masks and you're disguising yourself and like nobody uh, knows who you are I don't know who i am i can fuck whoever i want huh? <laughs> so then moving forward more into history during the 16th century and the protestant reformation this is when some of the mindset of purgatory started changing with the idea of predestination. Oh, no. So they stopped like praying for the souls in purgatory like the Catholics were doing. This is where more of the idea that the spirits that visit on Halloween are strictly evil. Oh, no. Versus the idea that oh, they could be family, they could be good spirits, like we want to communicate with them. They're like, no, no, no. You're either going to heaven or hell and you can't come down from heaven, so you have to be coming from hell. Wow. Yes. That seems arbitrary, arbitrary and awesome. Yes, since the idea of predestination, you're either going to one or the other. Yeah. That's already been determined for you. If you're in heaven, you can't come back. Like, you're in heaven. Why would you do that? Right. <laughs> like, heaven's great. Then... Not, yeah, heaven's a nonstop party. I'm not leaving heaven. <laughs> it is. So that was when people started blessing homes and barns to keep away evil spirits and the effects of witches. Because witches are always evil, of course. Always, right. Always. There's, there's no in-between. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> obviously if salem taught us anything if salem that, taught us anything is all the witches are evil yeah even if you suspect they're a witch even if you just want them to be a witch burn i want you to be a witch so you are evil therefore exactly you must die. burn them burn them they yeah the uh they only that, burned like three people at the stake if at all oh, wait for real yeah they like hung most of them oh not that there were less deaths. They just weren't all they as They just cool. didn't burn them. All right. That's unfortunate. That's so, we'll, we'll have to do a Salem episode. In England, and this became a lot more common practice in the 19th century, was for families in rural areas. So not in like the villages. So oh. way out in the boonies. That is when they started gathering more closely with people. And they started bringing straw and carrying it on pitchforks. Oh, okay. And one person would hold the fiery pitchfork while everyone like prayed in a circle around them for like the well-being of everyone and their community and their town. Oh my God. So they've got, they've got hay. You got the one badass with the fiery pitchfork. Yeah. 
and everyone else is like praying for well-being probably kind of flinging it around a little bit so there's little bits of (laughs) hay just flying all over the place flaming hay once again another (laughs) another celebration that is just a horrible fire hazard if we've learned anything it's that fire is very real (laughs) (laughs) Ah, what the hell we like fire you know who cares if like an entire village burns every year? It's just more fire. We like it. This kind of stemmed from with like having people gathering for the bonfires. Eventually, so we're going back and then coming back forward. So going back a long time with all the fires and all that. Mm-hmm. Later in 1605, that is how we ended up getting Guy Fox Knight. On November oh, no 5th. Yeah. Because it is centered around bonfires and fireworks. <laughs> so having all this tie to fire, and you're like, well, we already got like this huge bonfire we're going to, like mischief and mayhem, let's do it. Yeah. So that is the overall history in Europe. Yay. Gets us to 1605. Brings us to Guy. So Guy Fox is kind of the the modernized realization of Halloween. In a way, kind of. And it kind of is the beginning of Mayhem Night, which is usually, I think I want to say Mayhem Night is after Halloween where people are p- playing more pranks. Oh my, oh, I didn't realize that was a separate thing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but it all kind of comes from Halloween. So some people have it where it's tied together. It's like the week of Halloween is like considered mayhem night. Sometimes it's the night before. Sometimes it's no, usually it's November 5th in relation to Guy Fox. Right, right. So it's it's a little all over the place, but that's kind of how that happened. But they're wearing Guy Fox masks. They got a bunch of fire all over the place, probably some explosives. Oh, yeah, it's. You know, it's definitely a good way to collect the insurance money on your house. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Oh, we were just I celebrating. Hope they have insurance. Oh, Ooh. I don't think they had insurance. I, you know, I don't know. We don't have insurance in France. Wait, are we still in France, or is this just? That's just um. So that's back in the UK and England. Guy Fox. Yeah. Okay. I missed the transition from France. Oh, that was uh, with the gathering on the hills with the fiery pitchfork. That was back in England. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Fiery pitchfork, England. Guy Fox. Yes. Nice. And now we are traveling to America. Oh boy. It's about damn time. America's very brief. Don't don't you worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the traditions for Samhain and Halloween were brought over by Anglican settlers. So not the Puritans from the Mayflower. They hated oh. Halloween. They hated Christmas. They hate joy. Of course, of course they do. <laughs> they hated everything. No, you don't get to do any of this stuff. We're Puritans, damn it. We have to be pure. I know. I know. So Halloween and Samhain or any holiday to like that relation wasn't celebrated widely in America until like the 18th and 19th centuries. All right. Which is when we had the huge mass migration of Irish and Scottish settlers. 
So that really just points back to those Celtic roots versus I was general say, Christian roots. We're in America, but we're still bringing the old world here. Yes. That's awesome. Halloween started being celebrated in masses just all over the U.S. beginning in the 20th century. Okay. So in the 1900s. That's yeah. when we started seeing Halloween in Cajun parts of the U.S. So thinking like Louisiana, some of the Bible Belt area mm. is where they started doing stuff in cemeteries. Ooh, okay. So like now they were, were doing candlelight vigils and stuff like that in cemeteries and placing candles on graves and, you know, praying for the souls just in general. Maybe they come back and make us some eh? Yes, you place your candle on just the local grave of John, and you you call it a day. Bye, John. Just any John. Oh, wow. Okay, we're talking about John Johns. Streetwalking Johns. Yes. (laughs) So, in 1974, that was when uh, Greenwich Village in New York started having their annual Halloween parade. Okay. And it is the largest Halloween parade in all of America. Is it still like that? I think so. Nice. It's it's not like the Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade. Right. It's not big like that, but it's still a huge parade. That's cool. And I mean, most people aren't having parades on Halloween, so I feel like (laughs) no matter what, you could have the largest parade in America if you try hard enough. That's true. New York does a great job of it. They do. They like their parades. That is most of our history. How do we feel so far? I mean, I feel pretty good, to be honest. Like, you know, a lot of it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Lots of fire hazards. Lots of fun, which I guess I shouldn't be surprised by because that was also a lot of our illumination throughout history. But it just seems like I like the idea of them dancing around a guy with a flaming pitchfork, which just that's that's probably my favorite is the pitchfork man. Yeah, just bits of straw falling off as he's flailing this pitchfork all over the place. Yes, yes. We just finished the harvest. Time to burn it all down. That's good. I can oh, see fuck. that. Nah. Everything's already mm-hmm. dried and stirred for the winter. We're going to burn it. Burn it! Oh. So I take it then we're through the majority of what creates like the American Halloween, but we're not quite done with our description of what Halloween is. Yes. All right. Now that I'm, is I'm, correct. I'm excited. I'm, I'm pretty happy about... Uh, about where we're going to be going next. All right. So now we're going to talk about Halloween activities, customs, celebration rituals. All right. All the, basically all the fun stuff. Sweet. So as we mentioned earlier, just diving right into it, we're going to start with trick-or-treating. As we mentioned earlier, or I mentioned, we started with like mumming and guising mm. and in some parts they called it souling but it's it's all the same thing i like i like guising better if i'm being honest i, I do, prefer guising i do too because it's 
disguising yourself. Ex- yeah, exactly. Souling it, is okay. I get where they're going with it. It's a, it's it doesn't quite roll off the tongue as well. Yeah, I mean, mumming comes from like pantomime, so like that. It, it's a little bit it just, weirder. Just sounds a bit too much like mum. It does. So this is where we started to evolve into everyone wearing costumes, people going door to door and in America and more the Americas that didn't really become a widespread thing until the 1930s, which is actually thanks to postcards. They had people wearing costumes and that first started appearing in like in the U.S. in 1934. They had kids on postcards and costumes and they're like, oh, how do we mean? Which going back to the drive is where we have our Halloween costumes. And I've got three oh my photos God. in there. Oh my God, that is horrifying. <laughs> that was on a postcard? I don't know if these ones specifically were. I'm only so on the, the first, first two, one. The first two that I titled them, they're called Creepy Ass Kids 1 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> they're well, very much children. Well, because they're not even costumes. I mean, they look like they're wearing regular clothes. And then they, and then have, they have like their really creepy paper mache masks. They're basically yeah. purge masks. Like, yeah, if, I would be. Yeah, if you tried to sell this to me are. as like prehistoric purge, the prequel, I would believe it. Like, mm-hmm. this is something that they came up with. Good. God, that's horrifying. I know. That is, yeah. So then if you go to the last one, that is a, a group of adults. This, oh, I'm still only on the second one, like with what appears to be a weird sort of clown or jester mask. That is actually less creepy. That first one with those little kids is uh, yeah, and just we'll beyond put those, horrifying. We'll put those on Instagram for everyone who's listening to look at just... Because I feel like we cannot not share these. No, people need to see that. (laughs) (laughs) And I like how it also represents like, like they were probably having a great time. Like this for them. Oh yeah. This was fun. Yeah. And they don't. Scaring the shit out of people was fun. Oh my God. Okay. I'm, I'm now going, I'm, I'm officially going to go to the last picture, the creepy ass costumes. Holy good God. (laughs) They look, what the hell? I know. They look like dolls, but they're like living dolls. They are. And I think it's the fact that on some of them, they have the really big eyes. And that is really creepy to me. That is a little, uh, that is a little black. The, the one on the right, the like far right is probably the thing of my nightmares. Yeah, that that one is horrifying um there was uh yeah some some movie or no no i think it was um um uh, hbo show lovecraft country oh. there is an episode that deals with uh some sort of i think it's a japanese oh no 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 i i think i'm thinking of it wrong. i think it's a a southern like early 1900s sort of creepy storybook creature that is like these twin girls that end up becoming sort of demonized long story short yeah if you haven't watched lovecraft country watch it it features it features two characters that look strikingly similar to those those people on the ends there 
Oh no. It's very horrifying. Ooh. The stuff of nightmares. Yeah, Nightmare which, fuel. Which they're supposed to be. So, I mean, they do their job well. It's just... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's horrifying. And, you know, the whole part of, like, wearing the costumes was to ward off evil and to disguise yourself. So, if that's what you think spirits look like, look like you're doing a great job. Yeah, well, and I have to be... You know, when we were growing up, like, I always remember people talking about the whole point of Halloween, like as a concept was to, you know, ward off evil spirits and scare them away. Yep. And this was when we would go and get like really dumb Walmart costumes of like Spider-Man and Superman. And I always oh, wondered Spider-Man. like, yeah. And I would like, how is this supposed to ward off evil spirits? But it's now not. I see. No. Yeah. This. No, no, no. It, that, that very much changes. No, yeah. These people are doing their jobs. That if I was a spirit and I, I, and keep in mind, I just came from hell. I just crawled my way out of hell. And this is what and breathed me. I look like to- Princess Peach, obviously. Yeah. If you're going to be anyone, look like a princess. <laughs> but yeah, if I crawled up and it was like the 30s and people were wearing this weird, creepy clown polka dot crap, I'm going back to hell. Yeah. In the US, the first instances of trick-or-treating was in 1911 oh, and wow. then 1915 but they didn't know like where exactly so it like started oh, cool. popping up just sporadically gotcha okay and then the biggest instance of it was in 1920 in Chicago so that's where it started to like really pick up steam and come together and become more of what we know it as now in Canada in Alberta, according to the Blackie Herald, that was when they first published the term trick or treat in 1927. Wow. Okay. I don't use that for a trivia night. When was trick or treat established? 1927 in Alberta, Canada. I was going to say in Canada of all places. Although (laughs) that, that does seem a bit more like quaint and sort of fun. So like, yeah, a lot of stuff, Canada did it first, and then oh. we followed, like, shortly after, which was very interesting to me while researching this. I'm like, oh, that, like, I mean, ignoring what they did all in Europe, because that's what we do here anyway. For sure. The fact that it was, like, Canada, U.S., Canada, U.S., I'm like, ooh. And, and Canada's just too polite to really put us in our place about it. They're like, yeah, you They're know, like, you oh, can that's have okay. It. Yeah, that's okay. You can have it. Yeah, that's, that's fine. We don't need yeah. it. Do you need any help with that there? Yeah. In Ireland, up until the 2000s, they didn't say trick or treat. They said, help the Halloween party. <laughs> All right. Which is like a really you, straightforward phrase. Help the Halloween party. Tell you what, we're going to send that one over to Canada. <laughs> we're going to have them do a bit of a a punch up on that and send it back. Oh, they came up with trick or treat. You know, that's actually quite nice. I like the alliteration of it. Yeah, trick or treat. That's good. Help the Halloween party. That's got a wee bit of alliteration. I would be very thrown off if I opened the door and instead of hearing trick or treat, I heard help the Halloween party. Like, uh, Uh, what? Do, do, okay. I mean, I'm willing, but do what? What What do you need help with? Just in general. Just in general, we need a lift to town. Do not say the the creepy costumes we got on. They're fucking (laughs) scary. Help the Halloween party. Help the Halloween party. 
something that's become really popular, especially, I guess, especially with COVID now, um, people are doing trunk or treating. So you like you trick or treat out of the trunk of someone's car. And we're back to stealing children. (laughs) That is exactly what I thought. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm just a terrible person, but it is. No, no, I think that's what any rational person would. Yeah. No, I mean, it really does just sound like we got Stan in his white horse costume has evolved into a modern day Pied Piper guy. Pedophile. Yeah, and he's just taking advantage of the restrictions of COVID. And he's like, I don't want to get them. I'll drive around with a bunch of candy in my in my trunk of my car. I'll call it trunk treating. And who all the kids <laughs> go. So the way they'll do it is, and this works, this does actually work really well in very spread out rural areas where it's just a big farm town where like everyone lives really far from each other. You all like congregate in the parking lot at like the grocery store or the high school. Right. You're, and, you're talking about trunk or treating again. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. I am. So they all like will gather together in one area and a lot of people will decorate their vehicles with themes. Oh, so Which, they're essentially is- taking the neighborhood to a parking lot. And they're kind yeah. of creating like a like a sort of circle for the kids to trick or treat. Yeah, which in that instance, it is a very wholesome. And you're like, oh, that's so sweet. Like instead yeah. of driving to every person's house because we yeah. live really far away, you all meet in one area. You're in a giant parking lot. But that is actually really sweet. Not to mention you avoid the kind of awkward scenario of walking yes. up to a creepy house and you're like, knock, knock, you owe me candy. And you and can like, see them exactly. You could see them. They're, they're in their house, and they're like, "We're trying to watch a movie. We don't want to do like, this. leave me alone." Exactly. You go to. I was ready for this. Lot. Yeah, they're like, "I know it's going to happen every year. I don't want to partake. Leave me alone." Yeah, but I think in general that you should never assume that it is safer for children to do that. No, I because agree. the minute you assume it's safe, that's when someone's snatching up your kid. Exactly. Stand still there. You let your guard down and they sneak in. Yeah. All of a sudden you hear one trunk slam and somebody's squealing away in the Walmart parking lot and your kids, you're down one kid. Yeah. And I know that's like the whole like stranger danger thing, which isn't necessarily true, but in the wrong instance, that could be a possibility. And I mean, for me growing up trick-or-treating, that it was way weirder for people to like be in their car or to like go to someone's car. Like you did not approach yeah. that person. You went no. to the person's house because that was weird. Although I don't know why people would drive because there's just, there's children everywhere. Yeah. Yep. So you're definitely not getting in anywhere fast. It's way faster to walk. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And yeah, especially. I mean, yeah. that's like the most dangerous part of Halloween for children is getting hit by like a car. And it is, although you're you're also kind of right because it's strangely the one time where like I always felt comfortable walking in the street because yeah. you it, it was the one time where especially late at night when you saw headlights you're like what the hell are you doing? It's Halloween. Yeah, like, why? Yeah, why are you driving through the neighborhood? Like, what, what are you? I'm taking my kids out to go fuck yourself. And you're like, We're no, no, no. You're the asshole in this situation. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, leave the car at home. Like, if you're, gonna come you're going yeah. to this neighborhood for our trick or treating, which for us was very yeah. common because our neighborhood was like very popular for trick or treating. 
Oh yeah, you had the full size candy bars and all that shit. Oh yeah, you knew like which houses to go to for certain things. Like yeah. we had a house that had, I had a neighbor that made homemade cookies. <gasps> wow. But she only made so many for everyone, and like oh, yeah. so many of our parents <laughs> knew who she was, so we'd like hit her house first. Yeah. Because we're like, I want that homemade chocolate chip cookie. And then yeah, we, she's like the sweet Martha's hut at the Minnesota State Fair where it's just warm, yeah. hot cookies. You're like, we got to get there yes. first. And then I need a glass. We got to go there first. And then we'd always hit one of my neighbor's houses because they had the full-size pixie sticks. Oh my God. And we're like, yes, like the big, like three foot long ones. I don't like think I've ever had one of those. Ones. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. They were known as like... During Halloween, they were known as the Pixie Stick House. (laughs) So with trick-or-treating, of course, there's costumes. And with our creepy-ass costumes for uh, (laughs) trick-or-treating, they're the creepiest things I've ever seen. Over time, it then became more traditionally modeled after the weird faces and supernatural beings to characters of pop culture, princesses, superheroes, and all of that to what we know it as now. Yeah. But it very much started with the, what they used to call false faces. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> it makes total sense looking at them. It's a paper mache or sometimes clay mask of like this creepy face. Wow. That is insanity. And from that we eventually got to superheroes so oddly (laughs) enough i guess really really creepy like pastime awesome band name it is faces you're damn right oh my god oh yeah they're doing some really gritty political stuff it's indie they're in coffee who did that false faces exactly they're not just a band they're a movement no they they really (laughs) would be you need a band name. Use false faces. Yeah, anyone? Yeah, you, I'm you giving that You gotta be one. the right band, though. You can't I'm, just be, like, right. any... No, you can't be doing, like, kids' shows. You gotta be gritty. No, you cannot rough. be an equivalent of the Wiggles and be called false faces. Yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not copywriting that. Anyone, anyone who wants to, you go, become false faces. Although I will take 5%. <laughs> if you must know, I will take 5%. Yeah, you know, if, um, if you're making it, if you're making it, if you you got some cash i'll take five percent of all the holidays one of the things i love about halloween is that this is just as commonly celebrated and accepted for adults as it is for children hell yeah it's like with with christmas it's like oh like santa and all that for kids like it's just for kids and not for you as an adult well i mean i mean who doesn't believe in santa i mean (laughs) but it's yeah, you know, like it's if you were an adult running around in the world being like, oh, like I love when Santa comes to my house and like he brings me presents. Well, I, you say I, that around the office, your coworkers are giving you like a real weird look. Well, I I do love when Santa brings me presents. Santa, oh, Matt, Santa Did brings me presents. Did Grandma not tell you the truth? Grandma <laughs> should have told you <laughs> the truth. But Santa, truth. every <laughs> Santa. year, I love Santa. Oh God. <laughs> It's all a lie. My <laughs> life is a lie. I love you, Santa. So, outside of trick or treating and wearing costumes, there are a lot of other games and activities 
that people do. Yeah. That aren't just running around getting candy, wearing a costume, pretending to be someone else. There's the traditional divination fortune telling rituals, which Mm. of course, you know, fell out of popularity in the Middle Ages because. You know, Bullshit. if you want to be a witch, you should die for that. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I went to the I went to the part where I don't believe in any of it. You went to the part where I forgot they were literally burning and hanging witches. That's true. If you Dark could left shit. turn. Yeah. <laughs> and how dare I be more reasonable? No, yeah, they're just like, it's a witch, kill it. Yeah, so now a lot of those are being brought back into popularity, which we will get into, but we're going to skip over that for just a tiny bit. Other activities are apple bobbing. Oh, yeah. Or I've never done that. I haven't either. It always looks fun. It, but then I it imagine does. it's really just irritating. Yeah, I I don't know how you feel about it. I've never done it, but the idea that I have to search for an apple basically blind with my face in a tank of water doesn't sound super appealing to me. Yeah, especially in the age of COVID. Everybody's dunking oh, their God. dirty faces into the same bowl of water. Mm. No, not the about same that. Apples. But so in Scotland, they call it duking. Duking. <laughs> it sounds like that duking. is the best name I've ever heard for this. Yeah, we're going to go duking. duking. Hey, Larry, come with me. We're going to have a huge duke together. <laughs> yeah, we're going duking johnny boy come here yeah we're all yeah. going duking some of the variations of that is like kneeling on a chair and like leaning into the tank okay or holding a fork between your teeth and like oh. stabbing the apple with the fork i like the i like the variation it sounds so extra dangerous <laughs> like, <laughs> you're swinging your oh, head around yeah. with a fork in your mouth well and like if you happen to like jab really hard into the side of the tank or something that you're jamming yeah i don't I wanna... think about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that oh my god you're going in real aggressive style all of a sudden you've got oh the tail end of yeah. a fork jab down your throat no thank you they got a whole thing with like apples during this time because there's also or just in general for Halloween is there's hanging up apples, which like you do this on like a tree or something Okay. and you cover them in, oh no, this is scones. I mean, you could do it with apples. <laughs> Wait, you... scones? <laughs> yes. Hold on. I was not, because at first it sounded like you were just sending the apples back from whence they came, but now you're, <laughs> these are like apple strudel hanging in a tree. I'm on board for that <laughs> shit. Oh, it, it gets way better. Okay. You cover the scones in syrup, and then you have to eat it with no hands. Um, <laughs> it's sort of weirded out, but kind of on board for it. Like, I don't know the why. The whole point is to just have a good time and eat food. I think, yeah, I think I need to let, like, I just need to accept that my costume by the end of the night is going to be a soggy, syrupy mess and just have fun. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. You accept the fate early on. Yeah. Like, fork jabbed into my throat aside, I still think as long as I'm I'm comfortable with just being covered in syrup, uh, that would sounds fun. I'll eat yeah. a strudel out of a tree. I, I would, too. A scone. So Are they really hard scones, or are they kind of softer? 
That's why I, I'm thinking strudel. Know. But I don't, you need them to stay together though. You need them to be kind of firm. It's all right, gotta I'll, be I'll like take... crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside almost. Yeah. Oh, and if they were like different flavors, you could try to go, oh. oh. Yeah, if there's like oh. strawberry and blueberry scones. Oh, and then they got oh. different syrups on them. Okay, I'm on board again. Okay. <laughs> we're on board with the scones and the syrup in the tray. Yeah, I'm doing that. So next then time. this one I don't quite understand because the explanation like never made sense was okay. it's called the hanging apple where you hang the apple up on like a rod and you put it up, you put it above your head okay. and you're supposed to have a candle lit on one end and the apple on the other. But I don't know what the point of the candle is. Like nothing explained that. Is this like something you're holding? Like you hold you, like, this rod? up. Like either okay. one person holds it or like you prop it up. There's a candle. The rod it. is it's spun around. Oh, so, so it's on like a pole, maybe. Yeah. Or or it's hanging in the air, balanced properly. And yeah, and you like spin on. it in a circle. Okay. So then everyone tries to like catch the apple with their mouth. Okay. Are you <laughs> so blind? Not COVID friendly, but no. That's like the point of it is to like get a bite out of the apple. I, oh, 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 wait. I think, okay. I think I kind of get it, especially if it's an older tradition. The candle would slowly burn away and become lighter. So the apple would slowly dip further and further towards the ground. Oh. I don't know if that's what the point of it is. That probably is. And I didn't even think Depending of that like, on okay, how like, quickly... what was the point of the candle like it's not yeah. doing anything <laughs> but then two tall tom just walks in he's six foot six or whatever and he's like i'm the only one who can eat the apple first and then he just ruins yeah. it for everybody because he eats the apple right away yeah although so that then, sounds like a really boring long game it does so the other big activities you do is like the haunted attractions so like hay rides corn yeah. mazes oh yeah all of that the First recorded like haunted house was in Liphook, England in 1915. Good name. I'm liking it. Liphook. It's a good name. It was called the Orton and Spooner Ghost House. And we're done with the good name part. (laughs) Boy, that was a short ride. We went from Liphook. Spooner. (laughs) Yeah. So this house is still standing it's still in existence you can go and see it today it's in lip hook as part of the hollycomb steam yeah i don't know if it's like a theme park but it's oh that's the whole name holly section hollycombs it's hollycomb Hollycomb. is the name of like the place and they have a steam section because it's all like steam powered stuff Ooh, and that's where this house is that's kind of cool yeah so then the actual like first Halloween themed house. So that's just like a general haunted house. You can like have it haunted whenever you want, I guess. <laughs> All right. So, like the first Well, that's like, where the actual... steam power comes in. You can just turn it on and off. All right, we yeah. got another group coming through for the steam house. <laughs> so the actual like Halloween themed ones with like ghosts and ghouls and zombies and vampires is all is in California originally starting in 1930 or the 1930s. Okay. Yeah. And then that started to gain popularity in the 60s. So the original San Mateo haunted house in California from the 30s 
then opened in like Indianapolis and started expanding slowly. Jesus, they opened in the 30s and it didn't catch yeah. on until the 60s. Yeah, and wow, you know, Disney hopped onto that train yeah. and started the Haunted Mansion in 1969. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so getting there. Then almost 40 years later. Yeah, almost 40 years later. Disney took hold of it and ran. Of course. (laughs) So then Knott's Berry Farm in 1973 started doing their scary farms or what they called hell houses. Yeah. And that kind of started with like the scary farm, like the haunted mazes. Okay, that's cool. And all of that. And then in the 80s, so kind of late to the game in the late 80s and the early 90s, (laughs) that's when amusement parks started doing like Halloween nights. Wow, 60 years. Okay. I know. It it took them a long time, but they the, got there. They made it. They made it. The season's getting long. The nights are getting longer. I know. And they're like, we got to think of some way to make a little bit more money at the end of the year here. Yeah. Now we're going to jump over from activities to rituals Ooh. and kind of ways people celebrate. Then you can do this today so we're going to go back to fortune telling so what you're saying is try this at home i mean you can i don't know if it's necessarily a great idea kids don't try this at home yeah don't try this at home but totally do but totally (laughs) i mean you didn't hear it from us but totally i cannot stop what people do in their own homes like i cannot babysit everyone that's a good way to put yeah just don't be an idiot one of the big things being that Everyone wants to know who they're going to marry or if they're going to die alone or die young, I guess. Oh, right. This has been going on for a long time. Yeah. So a lot of the fortune telling is people want to know, like, am I going to get married? Am I going to have money? What's the deal? So there are apparently a million and one ways to do this. Right. One of them being you peel an apple like the skin of an apple into one long strip and then you toss it over your shoulder so it (laughs) falls on the floor behind you and it's supposed to fall into the letter shape of your spouse's name oh okie dokie that's sure (laughs) i don't know it doesn't just like fall into like a big mass blob but yeah exactly if you try this at home and you want to send us photos and it's accurate please do yeah if anyone gets this to work It's a snake, I guess. It's It's a circle. Yeah, it kind of goes from looking like an S to an O and part of a T. The answer is we don't know. One thing you can do with the trusty fire that you you congregated with your neighbors for. Back to the fire. You go to your fireplace and you roast two hazelnuts. But like you got to see them. So you can see how they cook. Okay. So like put it on a pan or something. I Yeah, I hope nobody's just holding it. Yeah, so one of them represents you and the other represents the person you want to be with. Oh. This one's actually kind of cute. If the nuts jump away from each other while they roast, it's a bad match. Oh, shit. But if they like stay together and roast quietly, it's a good match. Oh. That is kind of sweet. 
I know. I wonder how many times people would do this in like one sitting because they're like, I really need to know. They're doing that like, he loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. And they're like, hazelnuts. yeah, every, every time they just, what if, what if one of the, what if one of the nuts just sits there and one of them pops away? You got kind of a half. Is it like a kind of half-ass match? Yeah. They're like, well, you can still get her, but you're going to need a white horse and a guy named Stan. You gotta have a big dowry for that. Yeah, yeah. Stan, you gotta use Stan. Yeah, you gotta get her in the basement. Ignore yeah. the screams from the basement. He's still alive somehow. We're in modern day America now. He's somehow been doing this. Know. Yeah, he's been doing this pedophile Pied Piper deal for a long time. The triple P they called him. <laughs> okay, this one, this one I feel like could be really hit or miss. This next one, you're supposed to eat salty oak. Oat milk quick bread. Oh. And you're supposed to eat it in three bites what? and go to bed, not drink water or anything. Just like eat the bread. Oh, I gotta go to bed. Yeah. Did, and then, could you, I'm sorry, could you could you say what the name of it was again one more time? Salty oat milk quick bread. Okay. I thought you said goat milk. It felt no. like there were more words in there that I wasn't going to like, but okay. Salty <laughs> just felt like a milk. weird start. Oat milk. It's bread. it's supposed to be dry, salty <clears throat> bread. Yeah. So you're cool. supposed to be like thirsty. Jam it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, and by modern times, thirsty is like thirsting after a person. So you eat the bread, you get thirsty, <laughs> you race to bed. And, and then if what you, happens? If you dream of your spouse yes. and they offer you a glass of water, then oh. you're like, you're supposed to marry that person. Yeah, because they're trying to help you get rid of your your salty quick bread breath. But if they if they don't or like if. You, they don't give you a glass of water, you're supposed to die in the next year. Wow! What the f- what? <laughs> Holy shit! It's it's like it's, mean, a, it's like ex- very extremes of like you get married, yeah. like and you're dead. That's yeah okay. I'll go with the nuts. I'm gonna stick with the goddamn walnut or che- what chestnuts, hazelnuts. hazelnuts. I'll stick with the nuts. That doesn't end in potentially. Why is that part of it? They can just not marry you, and you're gonna die <laughs> in a year. Good God. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so, just don't do that one then. Another one you're supposed to do is as an unmarried woman, so someone like myself who is not married, yeah. is supposed to sit in the dark on Halloween and stare into a mirror. Oh, God. And either the face of your future husband will appear. So if they do, you get or, married. Yeah, or. But oh there's, there's that. Or. Oh, my God. If you see a skull. You're supposed to die in the next year, or like what? die before you get married. So, like, what is with it? Maybe a year. It may. I mean, I'm assuming this is from like a while back, so you're probably gonna die sooner than later. Oh, good. yeah, but they're you, playing like, the die odds. Unmarried. They're playing the odds. Yeah, I like that. They're like, mm-hmm. look, none of us are making it past twenty anyway. The the young so, lady like, who's doing die, this or, like, is. Am I gonna get married? I just want to know. Wow, those it started off kind of cute and quaint. Those last two really got dark. Uh you're gonna get so married we'll, we'll to get your, 
to your true love or not only are you not going to get married you're going <laughs> to fucking you will die die in there's, probably there's a, a lot of death yeah there's a in, lot of death with this holiday which i and, love and kind of hate but yeah. <laughs> i mean it's the appropriate holiday for it so yeah that's so fine. this was so widespread that people would commemorate it into greeting cards oh nice so i could very much picture like one of our aunts doing this and being like oh yeah and then like my kid did this and you know they're gonna get married and it's great and it's like you know they're gonna die soon yeah exactly like, oh two of why my are you kids telling are, me this two of my kids are gonna be married soon one of them's gonna die but you know we you played know, the odds we played life the odds. goes on exactly that's why i had three yeah so another wow. more intricate way to use this divination is through using blindfolds and choosing random saucers. <laughs> so I'm assuming like cups with, yeah. I don't know if it was like they just picked random cups that had like stuff in their tea or if they just randomly picked empty cups. I don't, that part was unclear to me, but they have like these little cups with things in them. Okay. And you randomly pick them. So they have, one of them holds a ring, which is marriage, of course. Right. One of them is clay, which means death. Oh, my God. Most likely in the next year. Why? Give or take. Why are they always? Oh, my God. Uh, these timelines. Why is it always a year? Marriage and death and marriage and death. Well, and it feels like it's just, in, it's just enough time for you to be like, I still got a year. So it's not like immediately creepy. But then... As but you time, know it's you spend a whole year knowing yeah then you yeah there. you you spend a whole year just getting more and more anxious about it and then oh your heart God. your heart gets so bad it, it eventually will kill you yeah or if they just yeah. say you're gonna die tomorrow you just go eh, i'm not gonna die fuck it yeah if there's water that means they will immigrate or emigrate somewhere so you're gonna well, okay you're, you're gonna go to the new the new world essentially Sure. They're like, oh, Sarah got water in her cup. Sarah's going to America. Bye, Sarah. Bye, Sarah. Within the next five years. They, it did not give me a timeline, so God knows when. Yeah. Literally anytime. Anytime. If you get rosary beads or the rosary, you will you will take holy orders. So they're like, oh, I knew you're it. a nun now. I was going to say they're going to become a nun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're going to become a nun among some, God knows what. Just some if you weird... get a coin. Hold on. Does that just mean you're going to become rich within the next year? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. And if you get a bean, like hold a, on, a hold little on. bean. You're going to have a kid. You're going to be poor. Oh, no. Oh, they did, that's the thing is they don't like, they don't look for, if you're going to have kids, they're just like, are you going to get married or are you going to die first? marriage is kids back in these days i suppose so it is they they go hand in hand wow they did something very similar in ireland and scotland with this but they would use food so they like hide it in bread kind of the way that people do with the little plastic baby and king cake for fat tuesday oh right yeah before okay. Lent. they they like do that but with food i forgot so that was instead a thing. of putting it in the cups they you like take a bite of your bread and you're like, there's a bean in here. Oh God. Oh Jesus. I got the rosary beads. I, I got, got the beads. I got the rosary beads. Oh I, I don't think they'd use water at that point because it's like water's enough in the yeah. bread itself. 
Um, oh my god, then you just got beads stuck in your throat. Ugh. Ew. So then one of the last ways they would use divination was back to the bonfire. Yes. All right. It's I'm all leading it. back to fire. Yeah. <laughs> so when the fire like does die down, the big outside fire, your inside fire is always lit. That, yeah. that doesn't go away. It's always lit. You place a ring of stones in the ashes, one for like each person that's there. All right. And if you go back in the morning and one of the stones is out of place, that means that person's going to die. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> what? But what's the point of that? <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no upside. Is there yeah, an there, upside? The upside is you don't die. Then why even do it? <laughs> I this, feel like because this is a holiday that comes once a year, like you're just like checking for the year ahead. And you're like, oh am I good God. this year? It's annual Russian roulette. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck you, Larry. Yeah, thank God. It's okay. We're, we're The rest of us is safe for another year. Larry, I'm just going to kill him. I'm just going to kill him to fulfill the prophecy. And then the rest of us will be fine. Fuck you, Larry. Yeah. Now, going from our regular everyday more, I guess, Americanized, Christianized, Western ways of celebrating this. We're going to get into the more Wicca pagan side. I'm not sure which of those terms is like the most appropriate to you. So I'm going to use both. So again, this is more of the remembrance of the day of the dead type of thing. It's a day of remembrance. You have a feast to celebrate the harvest and you set places at your table for like your feast for people who are, who have passed that you're remembering. Right. So that's very similar to the day of the, of the dead again. Okay. I like that one. So there are certain things you do. One of them being that you celebrate with family and friends. So a giant Thanksgiving, but in October. Sweet. You drink a lot of mold wine, cider, and mead, and you're supposed to share it with the dead. So you're supposed to like leave them an offering, essentially. Okay. A lot of people think that people celebrate with sacrifices. Right. Which obviously we have not covered at all. So that's not something that's true. (laughs) That's If you're going to consider like a sacrifice, it's in the form of like, we sacrificed a plate of food for you. Yeah. We held a feast in your honor. We sacrificed a glass of wine. Which in some ways can be a big sacrifice. But By like, which I mean I drank it. I sacrificed it for you into my body. Into the dirt. You're welcome. This, this, the, I have a lot of people to sacrifice wine for. This is, I'm, on, I'm on 12. I'm on mm. 12 wines. Uh, do you do one for like every person? Or do you just do like one big one for them to share? I, I have not found that as just, an answer. As pick up bottles however many I can do before I pass out (laughs) and that's the ones I don't have a lot of family left so I just I celebrate you say that as someone who has like a shit ton of family (laughs) (laughs) it's actually actually like abnormally large amount of family we have so much family Uh, so it is considered a holiday that's more more reflective and spiritual. Mm. 
So something you can do is you can go for a nature walk and like think about the year and what you're grateful for. Right. You can set up an altar with symbols of fall and you don't have to set it up permanently. So it's not like you're keeping this in your house for an entire year. You can, if you want to, no one will judge you. (laughs) At least we won't hear, but it's something you can like set up for a few days. You can take down people decorate it in kind of whatever way feels best. There's usually skulls and skeletons and ghosts. Some people use grave rubbings, which I'm assuming is just dirt from the cemetery from like a grave. No, I think, um, I think that's something I, I, I'm assuming it's um, uh, where you take a piece of paper and then like a piece of chalk and you put it against the grave and you rub it onto uh, I didn't even um, think of that. I very much was thinking you just got like a jar of dirt scooped up the ground and we're like I am using this as my grave rubbings versus (laughs) I'm I'm fine with that he's a paper going over it with like a pencil or something to get the tombstone words yeah I'm I'm happy to assume it's a jar of dirt but yeah I think (laughs) I think it is when they put a piece of paper on it and they rub the thing over it because then it's like I made a note of this specifically because I did question this okay we'll find out if I did or not Sounds good. Um, you usually have harvest foods such as like squashes, root vegetables, nuts and berries, and like darker breads. So more like rye and pumpernickel. <laughs> pumpernickel um, usually funny. you take dried leaves that have fallen off the trees and like acorns and just scatter them in there with like your cornucopia of stuff and food. Yeah. So there's all kinds of ceremonies you can have with this. One of them being just having a giant feast with your family with all of those fall things it's very common to eat wild game meat so like deer or, yeah I'm, i mean i'm de- uh, i'm totally on board for just a huge feast yeah I'm i feel like on board to that. i feel like it's about to take a dark turn but like because no. i mean i feel like feast is good and then they're gonna be like feast? but whoever eats the last dark nut <laughs> is gonna die <laughs> in a year dies yeah don't be the last. Everybody has to take a handful of nuts. And whoever's last to finish their nuts, we're going to die. No. It's, For no reason. You you have your meal. You have a toast. So kind of in a way like a prayer. The okay. one that I saw specifically has like a specific prayer that you say, which I will read to you. Oh, boy. It says, tonight is the first of three nights on which we celebrate Samhain. It is the end of the harvest, the last day of summer, and the cold nights wait on either side for us. Mm. The bounty of our labor, the abundance of the harvest, the success of the hunt all lies before us. We thank the earth for all it has given us this season, and yet we look forward to winter, a time of sacred darkness. Wow. And then, like, that's your dose. All right. Uh, some people will then take some of the feast. And they will go outside and like sprinkle it on the ground. So a little bit of the drink, the pouring one out for some wine, for one's mead, homies. Give up yeah. some of the food you have. The classic and, sacrifice. Yeah, the sacrifice of the food, and you give thanks for the harvest. Some people collect yard trimmings, oh, and you make okay. like little straw men or women out of them, and you put them on the table to represent the spirits, Getting and a you serve creepier. them first. 
for the dinner. I think that's probably the most important part is that you serve the departed first. Oh, I, okay. I was, I would totally be that person who's like from out of town and shows up and is like, they're serving the dolls. They're, they're <laughs> serving the dolls first. Why? Did, yeah. No, but the, they're supposed to like represent the spirits. So right. The, then it actually true. does make sense that, that like if yeah. you're inviting well, them I mean, into your home, you it makes like yeah. Guests, so you let them eat. They're first. supposed to be like vessels of the spirits. Yeah. Fair enough. Want them to be happy. Yeah. So you always start the meal with breaking the bread. Aww. And then you also toss a few crumbs out for the birds and any leftovers go into like your garden for like composting and for the ancestors. Practical. <laughs> it's a two. This is this sort of dinner is considered a formal occasion. So you do oh. not show up like you do for Thanksgiving and like sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. It's Already like... drunk. <laughs> Everybody. Is, yeah, that's Thanksgiving. Yeah. So a lot of people will do an ancestor's altar, which is, that's a common thing in Day of the Dead to have your ancestors on a specific altar using like like photos, mementos, lighting candles in memory of them, just to honor them. Yeah. Some people will guide the spirits and that's where like the white candle in the window, you know, the super big fire hazard Yeah, back to fire. That's gonna You're burn us all to get down. A seven day candle and leave oh it my like god, that's a big so candle. Yeah, and it's the idea is to help guide the dead to peace and rest with your big ass candle. All right. Uh, visiting a cemetery is you know greatly Ooh. encouraged. Yeah, as with well your... as reflection, and this is where we get to the good stuff. Ooh. Some people like to hold seances. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's one of the more encouraged activities of Halloween is a seance sure. because of the thin veil and it's just a good time to connect with people. Yeah. Having a bonfire. Back to the fire. <laughs> Who doesn't Always want more fire? Always have a bonfire. Get your giant seven-day candle and, and use it to light your eight-day bonfire. Yep. And what some people will do is they'll write down a habit on a piece of paper that they want to end and you oh. throw that shit into the fire and watch it burn. There, it's gone. I'll and never you, drink again. The idea is that you then adopt like a newer, healthier habit after right. that. Hands me that crack the old and bringing in the new. Yeah. No more alcohol. Lots of people use tarot cards and using more forms of divination and future telling. Some people will call upon the divine to be there with you for those specific activities. Okay. Cooking your feast with herbs and spices is greatly encouraged <laughs> because we like flavorful. I was just going to say that's the, it's not really specific to, to this yeah, time we of just, year. We like flavor. So like season your food. Yeah. That's kind of an all year thing. I would say so. I do like the idea that they're like, this is the one time of all the times, if you don't do it, you need to do it now. I mean, I guess I don't know anything about spices. So maybe they, they like, they were seasonal. Maybe that's just when they were available. Well, if you're growing them yourself, then yes, they would be more seasonal. And then right. overall, just having connection with your community and your friends and family. Yeah. Go fuck so yourself, that Larry. is how you celebrate 
Samhain, Halloween, do what all do what most Americans do and trick or treat and dress in a costume. Fuck yeah. Watch a scary movie. Tell yes. a ghost story. But of all things, have a bonfire. Yeah. <laughs> There's one thing that tonight has taught us. Burn everything. Burn witches. <laughs> everything. Burn seasoning. Have a bonfire. Yeah. Burn so that, uh, stuff on a pitchfork. That is all the info I have for you tonight. Well, thank you. That was fun. I like, I've learned uh, more about Halloween than I thought I would or that I thought I would ever know. Yeah. And, I, um, I initially I picked it because I've started arguments with coworkers about Halloween. Oh, really? I've, yeah. Well, I've heard from, and I've heard this from like a few other people, but the idea that Halloween is specifically for sacrificing oh my <laughs> in the way that it is we are like sacrificing a lamb wow and all that and i'm like no it's where <laughs> did you even get that information from because i've never heard of that like i was gonna say that's one of the few things the i end think of the harvest. Never, yeah not like, I mean, I suppose in that sense, like if you're going to have a large feast, one might slaughter a lamb for a meal, but it's not like a ritual. Yeah, it's you're not doing weird things. Come get it, Satan. I got you a <laughs> lamb. The only. Oh, oh. <laughs> Stan's going to be here with all of his children. His children and his white horse. Yeah, he's immortal. And so are his zombie children. Of course they are, because they're zombie children. Exactly. Every every year he claims one more child. <laughs> so, after all that, I gotta know what your thoughts on with our little pairing feast is. Well, I actually so my mine included. Like I said, my my little tray of treats included i had two little separate ones one half had mustard uh like mm-hmm. a, a kind of mild yellow mustard and then the other one had wasabi sauce it's not like true wasabi but it's just like a little squirt bottle of of green sauce but i actually think i like the wasabi better with, with the ham cheese and crackers with the tomato i think actually the wasabi was better than the mustard so if i was ever going to make like a sandwich that's sort of styled that way I think I'm going to go wasabi. It was pretty good. I'm not sure how it necessarily pairs with a rum and pumpkin spice cocktail, but I was going for, because you didn't even actually tell me the topic until after I had already decided on what I was going to make. So I just kind of had the fall and like autumn sort of theme in my own head. Uh, So I think it sort of works, not necessarily as a pairing, but like if I'm drinking a soda or something with the crackers and the wasabi stuff and then like as a as a dessert i have the cocktail because it's very pumpkin pie ish but uh not i the... can see that a dessert cocktail yeah yeah nightcap or something oh yeah i will say i feel like the uh the the, the hot version of it felt more like an end of the night thing like i'm gonna sit down and watch a movie um, okay. I don't drink a lot of like iced coffee, but the, uh, the, yeah. the cold version of the drink I did made me think of doing morning chores somehow. 
So oh, like, I don't know why that's a, I would be. That's a weird feeling. I don't know why like I would Saturday be getting. Saturday morning, I'm doing yeah, all the cleaning. I'm going to get day drunk and just play a shitload of Nintendo. <laughs> and then I'm going to dust the TV. I'm going to dust this house. Exactly. I'm going to just dust the whole fire and then just fall asleep. <laughs> I will say it gets points knocked off because it feels like a very heavy drink. I could maybe play around with the ratio a bit, but I think I need to turn it into more of a shot than a drink because it was a lot uh, of cream. Yeah, I could see that, especially it's kind of like eggnog in a way. Right, like right. Just having the creamer in there. Yeah, it's not an all-day drink. It's it's a no. treat. It's a treat to top off the evening. It is. It's definitely one you should not be having tons of. Just yeah. I feel like the sweetness overall. Yeah, and it's is a bit much. And if you drank like them, it, yeah. If you drank, if you drank them all night, you would wake up in the morning with multiple problems. Probably. I mean, you're gonna be. You're gonna have a headache just from all the sugar. The cream yeah. is going to be unkind to your digestion. That's only if you're lactose intolerant. Come on. That's uh, fair. But still, it's a, it's a tasty drink. I was actually very surprised with how, how well it turned out. Yeah, I am very much a fan of the crackers. I set mine up like a charcuterie board more than anything. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for me, I could not find Canadian bacon anywhere Ugh. that was also what the store was out of was canadian bacon so i opted for summer sausage fair which was that's, a good choice that's a nice hearty I, meat yes i would recommend that it just paired really well i'm gonna give the drink i'd say out of 10 i'd probably give it like an eight. Oh wow okay it's, it's solid and i like it but it's like I, I kind of have to be in the mood for it though, but like I enjoyed, I enjoyed mine. I can imagine with the right stuff, it's even better. So I'm I being think, a little generous. I think with the whipped cream, it was a bit much. I'm going to give, I'm going to, I'm kind of where you are with the eight, but I also want a drink that I can like sip on or pound and, and kind of enjoy all evening. So I'm going to dock some points for that. I'm going to give it a six. A six. Okay. I think that's fair. I'm going to give the food probably, I feel like because I really wanted to try it with the Canadian bacon. Mm. I'm going to give it like a 7.5 because I love it, but I very much was disappointed about not having the Canadian <laughs> bacon <laughs> and knowing that that would be good. And I'm like, oh, like this is great, but like that would have been better. They were, they were, they were very enjoyable for a, an evening storytelling that was it was yes. nice to have just a plate of treats I, I'm gonna give it a seven the, I was gonna go with six because it sort of was a lunchable just like slightly which not that I'm knocking lunchables uh I, mean, I just love hoping, lunchables here oh yeah I just kind of figured that I would have something that felt a little bit more substantial but I'm gonna I'm giving it that one extra notch up to a seven because I really liked the wasabi on it it was very tasty uh, I did mine with like a spicy mustard. That was a good choice. Nice. And yeah, then and not- I have some with just plain yellow mustard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that, that's still good. The spicy mustard's a little bit better. Yeah, I was actually surprised. I really expected, I just did the wasabi and the spicy mustard because I, I just wanted a slight variety. 
and I yeah. was not expecting to like the wasabi more, but I, I really did. It was tasty. Um, yeah. Well, all in all, a good night. I, I think. Uh, I'd say so. Oh, where can people find us? Oh, that's a good point. I should pull up a list of things because I totally <laughs> have it memorized and I'm not just going to like keep vamping and talking. So we, we are on Twitter at, at Peculiar Pair Pod and Instagram yes. at Peculiar Pairings Pod. It's a lot of P sounds. Um, it is a lot and, of P's. And if you, uh, for whatever reason, feel the need to suggest something or ask a question or write whatever, uh, I mean, you can do that at Twitter and Instagram, but you can email us at peculiarpairingspod. So peculiarpairingspod at gmail.com. Yeah, and we'll link those down in the description for everyone. You can also find and support us on Patreon. Oh, that's that right. should be Patreon slash Peculiar Pairings Pod or Peculiar Pairings Podcast. I will make sure I have that written down for next time. It'll yeah, be in I the description. If you want to support us, great. If you don't, no harm, no foul. I completely forgot survive. that was a thing. I uh, <laughs> hey, I mean, <laughs> if uh, if a guy dressed as a white horse doesn't get you to sling a dollar or two, then I don't know what will. We have quite a few different tiers, so check them out. Really? We have like we have four. tiers. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking. I want, I want to appease the masses. I was thinking of. Uh, I was thinking of tiers of all the the children who were following Stan to their doom. <laughs> so many tiers <laughs> throughout history. <laughs> I mean, they're just so sad because they don't want to become zombies. They don't have a choice. They really don't. You get into Stan's basement, it's zombie town. Oh, poor kids. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. And uh, tune in next week. Tune in next week. Love to have you. Bye.